0: This is Saturday, June 3rd, and I want to backtrack a little bit and ask the question that I asked from a couple of days ago. Have you seen the suffering that comes from sin in your life? I know it's a tough way to start today, but this is the clearest way to put it. Families are easily devastated by sin. We lose sleep and peace over it. And it robs us of life and joy. It strips away our dignity and replaces it with misery. And it also tears us away from God. I want to read our text for today. It's Psalm chapter 32, verse 1 to 4. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him. And in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Now, these are the words of King David put into verse and given a tune for the people of God to sing in their worship services he tells the story of how he became crippled by his sin. He explained that he was the keeper of a deep secret sin and the silence ate away at him like moths devouring wool. His sin's suffering went to the bone. He felt weary and he lost his energy as he was harboring it. Years ago, I took about a dozen men on a retreat of spiritual discovery and confession entitled 24 Hours of Frankness. Part of the retreat was in learning how our stories affect and shape our lives. Unconfessed sin has a way of holding us captive and of exerting a kind of sovereignty over our lives. It comes to determine what we do and how we see ourselves in the world. On this retreat, We gave a few hours for each man to tell his life story, warts and all, to another man. Sin, kept in the dark, was brought into the light of day in the presence of one other person armed with the grace and love of Jesus. You know, this is what step four of Alcoholics Anonymous calls for. Step four reads like this, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Now, people working through this step will take a legal pad and begin writing down their sin, being as comprehensive as possible. Nothing is left out. And let me tell you, it's frightening to see yourself in the mirror. The ugly truth of our lives looks just that, really ugly. Everyone needs grace. When you're done writing, and you may spend days working on this, you share it with one other person. In AA, it's with your sponsor. You read all that you have written uninterrupted. Now I know that we think there's no one that has sinned as I have, done what I've done, but where or been where I have been. But what they say is this. If there is a word for it, it has been done many times over. You see, you are not the only one, and you're not the first one. And in looking at your sin in the eye, it takes away the power that you have given it by keeping it a secret. And then a new hope begins to dawn. Another person knows and also shares with you God's grace. The men on our retreat reported that they experienced joy in having told someone the truth and a new openness to God's grace because their sin became real and was addressed with the gospel. They learned they were forgiven. You see, Psalm 32 is not only David telling us about the suffering of sin, he reveals the heart of God towards sinners and the freedom God provides when we come to him. Listen to the beginning words of that Psalm again. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. Yes, he says that we're blessed when we stop covering it up. Now, this doesn't mean that everyone is safe to share with. Some people just are not. So find someone that is safe and dare to bring your sin into the light. Here's David telling us what happened to him. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. That's Psalm 32, 5. Do you see what God did? What David uncovered, God covered. Notice that God didn't tell David to clean himself up. He didn't tell David that he needed to do penance or make everything right. The Lord didn't tell David that he would be on probation until he proved he could do better. The progression is immediate. David confesses his sin. The Lord forgave him. The guilt was removed and David was restored before God. Now this week we're learning that forgiveness opens the way for true discipleship. We also learn that confession is not something we do but something that becomes a regular process of coming to God and having our wounds treated, our sins forgiven, bringing into the light what we have done so that we can live daily in the joy of God's forgiveness. I should say we don't do it once, but we do it day in and day out. After step one, that step four is one of the most difficult of the 12. Why? It takes courage to face our sin. This is why David had held on to his until his bones ached. But on the other side of repentance is freedom and peace. Here's a little more from that Psalm 32. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. That's Psalm 34, 32, verse 6 to 7. Let's pray. God, we hide that which becomes poison to us. Set us free by your grace that we might live in your peace. We thank you that Jesus washes us and makes us clean. And we pray in his name. Amen.